This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3336 for Monday, the 17th of May 2021. Today's show is entitled, HPR 2020, 2021 New Year's Eve Show Episode 1. It is hosted by Hunky Magoo, and is about 104 minutes long, and carries an explicit flag. The summary is, the HPR community stops by for a chat. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. Good morning, Ivan. Good morning, sir. How are you? I am alive and kicking. Just more than can be said for a lot of people, I guess. Right. How are you keeping all healthy? Yeah, we've been doing pretty good. You guys? Yeah. Um, yeah, my wife is uh, uh, responsible for some care homes. Yesterday there were six in full locked, uh, contamination mode, and this morning there are ten. It's not going good. Thankfully, nobody's too sick yet. Oh, that's good. Now, have you been on full lockdown mode? Yeah, we're on the, well, the Dutch definition of full lockdown, which is you can still go out and stuff, but the shops are shut except for food, essential products. Oh, really? All the uh, the shops are shut down? Yeah. We had that for a little while, and then they slowly kind of reopened a lot of stuff back up. Yeah, we had that at the beginning of the year, and then it was open, and then uh, it went. They were around the Christmas. We celebrate the the kids' Christmas around the fifth of December, and then there was a lot of uh, spreading events as a result of that. And the fact that uh, yeah, it's winter and more people are traveling and more people are uh, inside, and also the fact that people are sick to death of literally six sick of being in the house so there's not as much compliance as there was in the first lockdown but there you go i think it's going to get pretty bad here in the new year before it gets worse oh yeah before it gets better yeah now, how are people coming along with it though i mean one of the things that we've kind of noticed is that um i've known people to get it and then uh, a lot of people that there's a there seems to be a lot of a larger number of people who are kind of asymptomatic right now as opposed to at first when it um I feel like a lot of the people who were more susceptible to it already got it I don't know I, I feel like a lot of people who are getting it now are able to shed it a lot faster than a lot of people who got it at the beginning or at least it doesn't seem as doom and gloom as it did at the beginning. I think that's actually just a matter of a few weeks. We might change our ideas of that. My um, brother-in-law's parents are both not doing well oh, after geez. surviving the first ones, yeah. Really? They had gotten it, and then uh, they've gotten it earlier, and then no, they got it again? No, they managed to avoid it before. Oh, okay. 
this new uh, string coming out of the UK is uh, not blaming the UK or anything, at least they identified it. Um, seems to be a lot more, uh, the chances of contagion seems to be a lot higher. Right. Uh, particularly in kids under 15. Did you call them kids under 50? Kids under 15, one five. Okay. <laughs> okay. But yeah, get off my lawn, you kids. <laughs> oh, it's early. So what time's it there? 4.43 in the morning. What the hell are you doing up? Starting this. Very good, very good. I still have to work today, so I'll be doing a bit of that. I try to take vacation between uh, Christmas and New Year's, and the way that Christmas fell this year. I had Saturday as my day off, so my whole week restarted, so I have another three more days of vacation. Oh, very nice. 14 minutes left. So have you been working remote during all of this? Yep. And your kids have all been uh, uh, schooling from home? On the initial uh, lockdown, yes. Hold on, I need to find my phone. And then they went back to school uh, during the summer. And just before Christmas, there were uh, schools were also shut. And also, if what they say about this uh, new virus is true, I don't our new ver- variant. I don't think they'll be going back until uh, the vaccination programs have rolled out. My daughter finished off um, last year, last semester, um, working remote, and then she started off this year actually going, and then. Right before winter break, they uh, they had them go remote the last week before winter break, and apparently going they were supposed to was it next week on Monday they were supposed to go back to going into school, and uh, we just got we've just found out the other day that they're going to be remote for that first week, and maybe more after that. Yeah, my daughter was on uh, so the secondary schools were like full whack one school had it where the kids just walked into their room stayed in the room and the teachers moved around uh the other school um the kids moved around like there was no change and then my daughter's in third level so she has two days a week remote one day in school they have a uh, an ex church an old church that used to be part of the uh, the thing so the class is able to fit in there and they get lectures there. And then she has, um, her work experience is still going ahead. So that's fine. Well, she's getting out of the house. At least. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like that idea where they just keep them in the one classroom and then they kind of rotate the teachers around kind of seems, it seems like a good idea. I mean, everything that was explained Logical, to me. Yeah, I mean, everything that was explained to me that, you know, they basically eat their lunch at their desk and stuff like that, then they do, my daughter did like a little bit of recess and stuff, but there wasn't, you know, there was, wasn't much actual interaction, but she got, my daughter's eight years old, she's just in third grade, she, she kind of needs that human interaction, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly, but it's, it's kind of weird the way they, weird the way that in some countries, the the like pods of four or five kids, um, and that's the only kids they're allowed to socialize with. I think they're doing that in Ireland as well. But you also don't see the numbers necessarily going up or down. Yeah, it's going as I say, it's going to be a statistician's uh, playground now with all the numbers for this. Yeah, and what seems to work in one country doesn't necessarily seem to work in another. It's kind of weird. 
So this year we're going to be talking about COVID instead of guns and uh, <laughs> guns. Uh, what do we normally talk about on the HBR show? Guns, food, Gu- guns and beer. Yeah. <laughs> Good old fifty-one fifty. May rest in peace. Huh? Yeah. It's kind of weird. It's 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 such a weird thing that you know I I don't feel a lot of people grasp at least not in this country that this is a worldwide thing that's going on it's not something that's centralized just to you know their state region you know town whatever it's this this is a worldwide thing that's going on and everybody is going through it yep absolutely united we stand yeah but uh it has highlighted to me a lot of uh yeah just things that i would have assumed were part of the general knowledge of of uh, of a nation particularly with um yeah for example people's inability to interpret a, a, a bell curve um that that has amazed me people the people's lack of understanding in how vaccines work even at the broadest sense that yeah even if you get vaccinated you're still going to be carrying around the virus to other people so you know it's not a free for all for you just simple simple things that seem logical to me seem to and they, they and the just you know deniers i i struggle with that i struggle with that do you get that in your country oh yeah yeah and uh and it's not it's it's not i would have expected that to be you know limited to stupid americans no 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 not at all no. <laughs> uh, limited to people who who um you know they they uh okay we have got the we've got the conspiracy theorists but they're, what I'm seeing now is just people are, are not bothering because it's affecting their life. You know, I, I couldn't be arsed to wear a mask and it, the restaurants are shut. So it's it's upsetting me. I, I, I need to go to my restaurant and I need to go on my ski vacation and I need to do this. You know, the selfishness of the thing. All these people, you know, my, you see all these people who are in the homes, taking care of people, in the ICUs, people who are coming out of retirement, going into the healthcare, um, and then people are out clapping, and yet at the same time, now they're complaining that they're uh, that they have to stay home, and oh, well, you can let your kids go to a party, because uh, what does it matter? It's just very frustrating that they... Yeah. That's, yep. that's it. Yep. I feel kind of stupid with my comment earlier. And it's really not, it's, it hasn't changed uh, the amount of people, the type of people that it's hitting. It's just, it's, I, I'm noticing a lot, maybe I'm just noticing a lot more younger people getting it uh, than I yeah. was, or I'm, I don't know, it's too early. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. But there's, it seems to be affecting younger people a lot more as well. Well, so, yeah. And they will. I'm and also just... the treatments are a lot better you know the people are not spending are, are getting out of ICUs and stuff which means they're not dying so they're not freeing up beds which is a good thing but also putting more stress on the on the healthcare system yeah I, I think I'm, I'm I'm seeing a lot more younger people getting it now you know than I but that's just the people who I am involved with or, or or no or something i don't know it was a stupid comment and it's way too early because now i think about it i have and I, I know that other people uh on discord yesterday you know uh flying rich yep on the uh, pie Nuts discord uh uh 
Dor had made some mention that Flying Rich was actually in the hospital with him. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, and, uh, you know, at first, you know, it, it said in the hospital, and then I read further, and it said, well, he said that he had gotten it, but in the hospital with it, and in the hospital, that, that's that's not, because he's a relatively healthy individual. Yeah. That's that's really not good. No, it's not good, though. I'm going to grab a coffee before we start. You do the intro, yeah? Sure. Good morning. Good morning. Two minutes. Okay, on the main uh, HPR website, I put a link to... Uh, way to capture the streams okay to record how to record the show so. yeah I, uh i think kevin is going to do a recording off of the stream um since i'm going to be home pretty much most of today i think i was just going to uh set an alarm on my watch about every three hour four hours or so and uh stop and start the recording i had pretty start the recording i had pretty good luck with um my recording last year so I'm recording this with a um, uh, epoch time in there as well. Okay. One minute, thirty seconds. One bad thing about Etherpad is if you don't have the exact name of the pad, it'll just create a new pad. Like if you, if I had the HPR one, but it was like not capitalized in the right spot, it would just create a new one instead of just telling me like this one doesn't exist. <laughs> Which, if you're looking for one individual one, then it's it gets very frustrating. Luckily, there is a admin plugin that you can put in the, to manage pads, but it's not there by default. Etherpad is such a fantastic tool, too. You right. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Hacker Public Radio's ninth annual 26-hour New Year's Eve show. 2020 is over. Welcome 2021 in the at least some people can benefit from 2020 being over. Joining me today uh, is... Oh, uh, Hungy Magoo. Hi, how you doing? I thought you were going to be doing the intro, but then the time so, zone switched over. So, so did I, but all you of a sudden you again. just jumped right on there. You go right ahead. Keep going. You're doing great. No, 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 no. Let's, let's restart. <laughs> restart! Well, too bad. My, my recording's already been going for a little while, so we already restarted. Too late. You're gonna to have to do it next year. Nah. All right. I mean, what is what else is there to say? This is the ninth annual uh, Hacker Public Radio New Year's Eve show, a show where people can come on, uh, say hello, you know, ring in the new year, talk to other like-minded Hacker Public Radio people. I don't know other hackers. I don't know. It's a something I enjoy doing because it gives people a chance to come on and talk about hackery type things, things that are normally discussed on Hacker Public Radio, and just have a good time. I mean, a lot of times I get onto here and there's people I don't normally talk like you. This is about the only chance I can really get to talk to you, but uh, except for through email. Yeah, true enough, actually, yeah. I'm officially at work now, so I'm going to have to keep it very technical today. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> this time is trading. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I do like the... Uh, I don't like the editing of this. It's very stressful, but... Yeah, thankfully you're doing that, so I don't need to worry about it. <laughs> uh, as, lo as long as the uh, the audio files want to play nice, and uh, I don't mind doing the editing. Yeah, if we can, it also helps if you keep the show notes. Um, uh, so there's the Etherpad along with the show. If you go to the Hacker Public Radio website, it's all explained there, and um, 
yeah, links and stuff. It just makes life a lot easier. And then, uh, yeah, hopefully it'll be good. Yep. Last year, uh, Kevin did uh, some of the editing, and we really didn't do much by way of uh, the show notes. But in years past, I've like I've sat down and re-listened to absolutely. I get everything, you know, edited up finally, and then I sit down and re-listen to everything, which is kind of fun on its own. Which means that it doesn't necessarily get out as quickly. Uh, I want to say in years past, it's been like June, July before I fully get it out. But um, I, I fine with that <laughs> uh, but I, it gives, gives me a chance to sit down and fully listen to all of it I just there have been times where I've sat down and listened to it and the purpose of uh, uh, maybe pulling some links for show notes and I've been in situations where I couldn't you know write down links in show notes and then had to go back and re-listen to it afterwards but you know yeah 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 it's kind of like I just uh, re- recently re-listened to uh, the previous year's ones, and that would mean there were parts of there at the end that I didn't catch from before, just because of the way that the. Uh, uh, so there was some problem with the truncate silence and the one that got uh, uploaded, and yeah. so it kind of screwed a lot of things up. But my version had a truncate silence that was, and surprisingly, still a little bit rough. But uh, I was able to listen to all of it. Like Pokey's audio at the uh, the end of the show there was getting kind of where it, it almost seemed like it was chopping off the, his first word of everything that he was saying. Yeah, yeah. But hopefully 2021 is going to be a better year. But, you know, uh, 2019 wasn't a fantastic year. Um, 2020... Yeah, exactly. 2020 wasn't a fantastic year so um you know fingers crossed yeah. and all that well actually i think for a worldwide pandemic they uh the covid virus could have been a lot worse i mean it could have been ebola and that would have been a different <laughs> different ball of fish to be brutally honest with you well yeah it, it could always be worse uh yeah that's not to minimize this or anything but, uh... oh god no no, no. <laughs> but the World Trade Organization, or not the World Trade Organization, the World Health Organization says, you know, FYI, this isn't the big one. When we spoke about the big one before, this isn't it. So I think people, hopefully, it'll be an eye opener for people. For one thing, it's 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 meant things like remote working, and uh, you know that we need you need to physically move the atoms that compose yourself to a location to be online. Seems a little bit silly, <laughs> you know. All the ar- arguments that I've heard for not being able to work from home or work remotely seem to have gone out the window. Well, that those arguments were mostly by like uh, people's employers who don't think that that was a good idea, wasn't it? Yep. Now, how are you getting along with uh, working remotely? Um, yeah, it's pretty much the same as if I went into work and plugged in because I'm the teams I work with are uh, remote anyway. I've only ever met them in person, a few of them in person. So uh, we start more or less every day at 10 o'clock with a stand-up. Some of the teams have have always, um, uh, what they do is they have a TV, they have offices, and then they had uh, a big TV at the end of one of the off- in, of both office locations, and then they have a constant uh, Google Meetup going. And if you want to, so the teams then go for coffee at the same time. You know, even though that one is in the Netherlands and one is in Poland, and they, you can walk over to to the wall and then ask a question of your colleagues over there, or you know, via 
yeah, Flowdoc or whatever tools you happen to be using. So basically, to me, the the work didn't change as much. What did change was the interactions with people. That uh, yeah, I missed that more than I thought I would. To be honest, really. All right, one second. Hold on. Say happy new year. Happy new year. Happy new year. What are you doing up this hour of the morning? Oh, we we make her stay in bed until five. She's probably probably been up since about like four. <laughs> oh, silly girl. Oh, I, I, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was I was corrected. She's been up since four fifteen. Dear, dear. What time does she go to bed? Uh, around eight. Ah, very good, very good. So you have a television with a a Teams thing set up uh, at the end of the hallway. Yeah, so like they um, they have there's this uh, uh, they. At the in the office themselves, in the offices where the teams are working. So you're working on Project X, yeah. And one person is in one country, the other person's in another country, and so you have three different offices. So what they do is they put on a like a large monitor, TV, because we work in the TV industry, so we've got TVs. And uh, you hook up a like external mic and HDMI, uh, HD camera, um, like a conference call microphone, a good quality microphone and uh then put on teams or put on whatever your um whatever your video conferencing app of choice is so there there's a camera in their office pointing at uh pointing at them there's a camera in your office pointing at you and you're just there working so it's like as if you're all in one office it's a oh it's video conferencing i didn't realize that it, you're, yeah video, wow that's that's kind of crazy well, not really. When you think about it, it's just a video conference that's going on all the time. Fair enough. Uh, it's for me. I when this, when that, uh, when they sent them home, when everybody had to work from home, they uh, this is a consulting company. They sent them all a iPad, and uh, the purpose of the iPad or, or tablet of some sort, and the purpose of the tablet was just to be uh, that's your video conferencing thing. You're there. And then they have a like a one big meeting that everybody's in just on the wall. <laughs> so you got one screen just for that, where you can see everybody else and it's pointing at you. Now, Some would now, say possibly no, monitoring, but I was gonna say that's not that's not running all day long, is it? Yep. Yep, it, it is. You have somebody watching you while you work all day long? Or everybody Yeah, it's their choice. You don't have to put it on, but it's their oh, choice. Okay. And to be honest, you it's while it seems freaky at first, if but if it's your choice, then it actually does aid in the camaraderie. Yeah, I you know, think it gives you an office feeling. Right. Yeah, I know there's some people who apparently had to be like monitored during all of it. You know, all, the the whole time oh, yeah. that the remote, they were there was somebody basically sitting there watching them, and they had to be not sure if they were recorded or what. But I, that sounds a little nicer especially if it's your choice besides the one um you know you said there was like well once a week there was like a meeting where everyone's supposed to get together yeah i've seen some uh some reports of tools that monitor the amount of activity what websites they're going to how long are you clicking how much you're doing in in each of the word documents and all sorts so it's a bit weird but that seems like a, a better compromise to me you have control you can always just you know, turn off the thing. It's your choice whether you whether you put it on or not. Right. So Brexit is going ahead apparently. I thought I already went ahead. Yeah, as of uh no it starts tomorrow. Oh. They had a they had a year uh year's grace. 
See, I don't know as much about it mostly because I don't, uh, you know, I don't, um, I don't live in the in the in the UK, so I don't follow it as closely. I just have a kind of a general knowledge of it. So the big the big thing is that they're uh, leaving the European Union, right? Yeah, they left the they left the EU uh, last year, and then they had a year where they agreed to a transition of one year, where the both sides agreed that the same rules would apply, and then that gave them a year to come up with a deal, and then the deal. Um, if they failed to have a deal, they would uh, resort to World Trade Organization rules, which means tariffs on tariffs uh, on goods coming in and out of the countries. So they <laughs> COVID happened then, and people stopped caring, basically. And uh, on the continental Europe, a lot of uh, a lot of the concerns that I had, and I think uh, a lot of people had, was um, the situation in Northern Ireland. Uh, but I think we need to now welcome in Chatman Islands in the, in New Zealand, who oddly enough have a ten fifteen welcome in. Oh, indeed. So um, then they there was a big hoo ha about the uh, about the deal with Northern Ireland because um, uh, it's a continuous border, uh, three hundred kilometers of a border. Um, with multiple border crossings and um in fact the road there are roads that that form so if you're on the left hand side of the road here in one country if you're on the right hand side you're in another country so that uh that was interesting and the, the, since the peace process they've been doing an awful lot to, to try and integrate the various different communities and make it seamless so that there is a seamless border even even the signs and stuff don't you would need to be fairly far into the each jurisdiction before you start seeing the signs of the jurisdiction you're in um in an order in order to de-escalate potential locations of conflict so um uh the truce um that happened that was agreed to in the good friday agreement kind of um basically was based on the fact that um uh, the UK and the Republic of Ireland are in the same customs union. So, in essence, it didn't really matter what you know, what community you felt more affinity to. You are, uh, all intents and purposes, you could still get in your airplane and go somewhere else and and benefit from the shared island approach or uh, the shared economy. But then Brexit came and. Um, suddenly the UK is no longer in the EU and they're a third country. So that raises uh, very legitimate questions for the uh, unionist community in the north and also makes a lot of the nationalist community very worried because with the status quo has brought a lot of peace and prosperity. So the agreement then was to allow Northern Ireland to be part of the European Union while still being uh, part of the United Kingdom. Uh, how that's going to be implemented in practice is anyone's guess, but um, that essentially means there's a economic border um, around the island of Ireland, and I can see that that would be very troubling for a lot of the unionists um, in Northern Ireland. They would see that as a, uh, and with justification, a uh, separation from the from the uh, union that they have 
a desire to to continue to be part of. Don't know if I said that as <laughs> so that, and that's where it stands. And then the rest of the UK basically uh, just abandoned. Um, yeah, they Scotland don't want to be. Uh, there is a significant majority in Scotland that don't want to be uh, leaving the EU either, and are there's talk of if you listen to the Scottish nationalists, they wish to have another referendum. Um, they had a referendum a few years ago, and one of the main reasons they believe they lost the referendum was because um, the voters wanted to remain in the European Union. And now that they've left the European Union, they feel that they should have another chance at um, at uh, getting their own sovereignty back, because they've always been an independent country. And then they would apply to join the European Union themselves. So, yes, Brexit explains. I'm kind of confused as to what the upside to not being part of the European Union would be. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> no doubt we'll seal that because um, Britain will prosper mightily, apparently, quoting their uh, Prime Minister. But, um, yep, I, 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 I'm I, at a bit of a loss myself. See, I've always tried to explain things is that uh, I look forward to the day that we have the, um, uh, you know, kind of like back in, uh, in, uh, in Star Trek, you know, the Federated, just uh, United Federated Planets. Everybody's all <laughs> together in one. Kumbaya, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not necessarily kumbaya, but it's you know all under one flag. Do you decide whether you want a three D printer yet or not? Oh yes, I definitely do, but uh, I'm not going to get one as yet. Might uh, next year. Don't have the space at the moment, but it's nice to have the uh, shows on three uh, D printers. Yeah, I like those. Enjoyed them. Could do with more. Well, I tried convincing the Lugcast guys to just kind of do a before show talk for a while as to why we enjoy using 3D printers, but I, it didn't take. <laughs> Bummer. Okay. I definitely would find some use for it, all right. But, um, and that the one they, the one that was recommended, can't remember which one, seems affordable and doable. Ender 3. Uh, yeah, the Ender 3. But uh, as yet, I'm... Still on a project trying to clear out this back room because we're going to renovate it, and uh, that's just taking forever. I oh, don't yeah. want to start putting other stuff in um, <laughs> while we're doing that. I understand, but it is an extremely fun hobby. Being on vacation, it's just uh, it's one of those hobbies where I feel like when it, it's not being used, I almost feel sad, like I have to figure out something for it to do. Yeah, yeah. I also got all sorts of wonderful filament for uh, Christmas, so I got all of the crazy, yeah. crazy ones. I had uh, one that looks like wood, glow in the dark. Um, one that looks silver, uh, a golden brass. One that looks uh, well gold. Yeah. And it's and now I got to figure out cool things to do with all this stuff. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a good. Just doing some work here while I'm in between. What have you got, an Ender? No, I have the uh, Anet ET4. Did you do a show on that? I did not. <gasps> I'm shocked and horrified. Again, my my plan was to try to convince other people. See, I'm not good at doing shows by myself, just sitting in a room talking about to myself. I work better when I can talk to uh, talk to somebody else. So I try to convince the other people on the podcast to just do like a talk about, uh, about 3D printing. 
Yep, good. If you remember in the past, most of my shows, I convinced Kevin to come along with me, so... I saw Kevin on earlier, and uh, but he's not talking to me. Yeah, I think he's just on there to have the stream going. No, he's got the Z stream, but he's got the other... I think he's just on there, effing mutant and everything. That must have annoyed him or something. It's the only explanation. <coughs> I don't think that's possible. Brexus. Brexus. Where would I find a link to Brexus? Yes, Kevin, we're seeing the chat. Keep the etherpad updated, lol. Ken Fallon, you don't annoy me. I'm just not trying hard enough, Kevin. Why is he listening and not taking part? That, I don't understand. I'm supposed to be working here. Okay, microservices, yes. I bet you're missing that long ride into work, though. Surprisingly enough, yeah, it's affected my podcast listening a lot. Yep. I mean, don't get me wrong, like four days a week, three hours in the train is not pleasant, but uh, I also notice I have zero time for myself and my own stuff. So I, I come out here in the morning, you're at work, you go in and you're immediately into pop-a mode. So there's no, <laughs> there's no uh, gap at all. And then you come back to the same place if you want to watch a video or something, it's back to here. So I'm getting a bit sick of being out here. I got you. Sometimes I take the, uh, I just load the videos I want to watch on my phone and just go out to the living room. <laughs> All the, everybody sitting on the couches next to each other, just everybody watching their own videos. Yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Nah, that's fine. Now, can you not listen to stuff while you work? No. No. Okay. Hello. Hello. Kind of a yikes over here. I can't get it to work on my computer. What client are you using? Uh, Mumble. Just the latest version. Yeah, seems okay. Well, how are you installing it? Um, uh, I'm on this app. Is it through this app? No. Let me try that actually over it. Kind of rush. It's weird that there's an issue to connect to the Mumble. Yeah. Uh, Somebody had in the Etherpad. The version one three three was being rejected on Linux, but not on Windows. Strange. Really? Always. Yeah, I I find it amazing that these certs, you know, renewal things all seem to happen on the first of January. Blah blah blah. It seems the most stupid time to do it. You know, do it on Wednesday in the middle of the day in February when people are available to deal with the issue, not on New Year's Eve. Right. Just because round numbers. Right. The Romans had it down 1st of April, 12 o'clock. That was the time that the new year switched. Don't get me started about the 26-hour time zones, <laughs> which actually makes sense. But okay, fine. Or time zones, period. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's It's fine. <laughs> Summertime time zones, I can see a reason for it. I mean... We have Epoch, so fine. And we have UTC, so fine. Um, if people all used ISO 8601, so the correct year format, and I don't, this has been bugging me all year. Thankfully, they there's, just to give you some background, ISO 8601 is the date format where the year is first, then the month, then the day, then the hours, then the minutes, then the seconds. And that is the only same human-readable time format because when you sort it, it sorts correctly. It's a very, very simple thing. And it means that you don't need to... There's no disambiguity if you switch from 
200 kilometers away from here, they use month, day. And then here they use day, month. And in the US, they use month, day. So it's all a bit, bit strange. So that clears all that up. And it's amazing. There's been a trend on applications on Linux to rely entirely on the locale based on your computer. And Firefox has, uh, Thunderbird has had this issue where it only relies on the locales for date and time information. So there is no option. If you happen to be located in, if you're, if you happen to be located in the Netherlands, like I am, and want my dates sorted by year, month, whatever, according to this decision that Linux has taken, um, the, you don't have the option. You're, you are forced to have your dates and times, your mails, your calendar, everything sorted by month, uh, by day, month, year. So then when you look at your calendar, you've got all these numbers out of, out of date. It is absolutely frustrating. And there's been a, a bug that I've been following for the last two years, trying to convince them that this is actually an issue. Um, and it's now an issue as well with own cloud or next cloud that I get AM and PM when in my calendar and I, there's no way to change it because this is the locale you've chosen. So therefore everybody in that locale, this is the preference they have. Do you understand what I'm on or not? Oh yeah. I don't, I don't necessarily run into that issue, but I definitely understand what you're on about. Yeah. Okay. But the vast, you're living in, in the U S and the vast majority of the U S follow the same time zone stuff. So that you're, you're, more than happy dealing with that. Now, say you move to the Netherlands, right, on a, on a vacation, and you get stuck here because of COVID. Uh, now you're in lockdown in a hotel, right? And suddenly the laptop that you've been assigned from the hotel because you've got your own laptop thinks that you now have the ability to speak Dutch. So every web page that you go to suddenly starts displaying Dutch to you. This is, a, this is a big issue with going to Google. If you go to Google from the Netherlands, you are assumed to be able to speak Dutch and there is no way on their web pages to be able to change that. That's thing number one. Thing number two, all your dates will turn from Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It'll be Mandag, Dinsdag, Woensdag, Donderdag, as an example. And your date formats will also change. And you have no way of changing that back without saying that you're in the US. But now you need to fill out your tax forms so now you don't have the euro symbol and you don't have the your dots and the comma as as decimal point separators. So floating point separators here is a is a comma, whereas in the states it's a full stop. So now I'm here. I can I can do all my stuff, but I'm forced in a compromise. To, I don't have my I don't have the euro. What I want to be able to do is have the euro symbol as the currency sign. Okay, fine. So I'll select Ireland as my time zone. Uh, I'll, but then uh, I'll select Ireland as my locale. So they've got the Euro grant. We're, we're good so far. Okay, but um, they don't use the ISO 8601 date format. Okay, so I can switch to a Scandinavian com- country where they use that date format. Okay, that's great. But they don't use the Euro. Or oh, I can switch to Denmark. So if I switch my Denmark English, then that'll that'll sort that. Then I have at least English. But then that got dropped because there's no official Denmark English. So now all of a sudden, everything turns into Danish because there's no option to go into your preferences. So file preferences, set your date format, use the locale or specify it using the date, you know, percent Y, YY, dash MM that you get. So 
unless you're dealing with it, I can understand that people don't think about it. But when you stand back and think about it, if you base it on just a locale, you're making the assumption that every person in that geographical region all agree on what the date format should be, regardless of their historical background preferences. You basically are removing their preferences from by doing so. Okay, I'll stop talking about that. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. I mean, that's you're absolutely right. There's no reason why there shouldn't be some way to fix that. Change it, at least. I'll add some links to the show notes so you know what I mean. Yeah, I'll be right back. No worries. Truncate silence will do its thing. Wait, is that cut out the sil- silence automatically? Yeah. If you go into Audacity and then, uh, let me see, uh, tools or something, truncate silence, then you can specify if there's a space of uh, gaps in between the audio, then it'll uh, basically narrow them down and you can specify how much, like half a second or something. So it's a good idea if you're editing audio to first record some silence. Uh, so if there's any background hums or something like that, and then do noise removal. Uh, and noise removal is a two-part. You select an area of silence of, of the background hum and get noise profile for that. And then select the entire track then do uh, noise removal again, only this time apply, and then that will remove that buzz from the from the entire track. And then you've got a clean audio, and from there you can go tools and truncate silence, and uh, it'll truncate all this down. So, so that makes it a lot uh, cleaner. Yeah, we definitely need to get rid of some of the awkward pauses in this. Oh, that's that's part of the crack of the new year show so where are you from uh, you america boring florida florida you're up early i guess yeah i'm an early riser very good very good how did you hear about this event uh through the website i i don't remember where i found hacker public radio but uh, like a month or so ago and i've been enjoying the show hacker news had us on for a while might have been, Could have been it. So have you thought of uh, recording a show? <laughs> uh, I've thought of it, but I'm kind of scared it's going to go horribly wrong somehow. No, too late. You're already done. You've already done your first show. Everybody's introduced you now. It's all uphill from now. <laughs> uphill? Downhill? Downhill sounds negative. Gets easier from now on. Yeah, downhill's probably easier to do, but uphill is the phrase, I believe. I just closed a ticket case anybody from my work is uh, listening. <laughs> so I am working. Multitasking. That's the bunny. Uh, it's very quiet now uh, this year. Or in between the holidays, lots of people are off anyway. So I'm striving for inbox zero. Would be lovely. Any shows you particularly liked so far? Um, I mean, none that can stand out to me. Uh, <laughs> I'm not yeah, very it's good been at it. Mixed bag, to be told. Yeah. There's definitely been some interesting ones, but I just, when I'm asked to come up with something yeah, off the yeah. top of my head, yeah. I couldn't pick a favorite is my standard response. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's part of the theme of politely saying something rude. No, actually, I, I, I find it hard to compare shows because they, they're so random, and sometimes I think, oh, really, I'm never, ever going to find the show useful, you know? And then... A few weeks later, you're desperately searching for the exact thing that was said in that show. And then, yes, thank you. Thank you very much for that niche thing that unfortunately has just happened to me. Yeah, I've definitely gotten some knowledge I never expected to know. 
Yep. Okay, the bug still remains open, so I will carry on. I'm not going to be able to close that one. So you could do an introduction show. Hi, my name is, I live in Blah. I got into tech as a result of Blah. I'd ask you that now, but that would be wasting a show. And as you know, the New Year's show doesn't count to your show tally, so. Yeah, oh, wait, hold on. I'm, I am I use a middle mouse button as my uh, push to talk, and every time I hit it, it pastes something, and I have to watch out for that. <laughs> yep. It's so convenient, but so awful at the same time. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I just pasted, like, three lines into the show notes. Gotta remove this. Your passwords. <laughs> yeah. Password one two three. I'm gonna grab another coffee because that's what I need to get through today. I think I'm gonna do that too. And by coffee, I mean monster. Actually, it's already lunchtime. Morning. Good morning. Who are you? That was my five-year-old. Haha. <laughs> Sounds a bit more tired. Oh, he's grumpy. He has a video that's not working. Well, go fix that. Uh, it's something that should be free. The I gave them the um the fire tablets with the uh, the the kid mode set up and whatever video. For some reason, there's like one video that just doesn't want to play. So if it was an issue that I could fix, trust me, I would. And he's getting angry at me like I could fix it. Yeah, super dead. Right. I have returned. Did the snap work? Yeah, I, I didn't even think to try. You know, doing it the way normal people do it. So I had tested it out because uh, Kevin had noticed the issue a while ago, and uh, I had tested it out yesterday in a VM, and I went through their store forgetting that uh, uh, their store would automatically put it in as a snap. So, But apparently the snap works, and the one from the repo uh, in Ubuntu uh, seems to be the one having the problems. I can deal with the snap. <laughs> Are you all going to... The, the problem going to be fixed before the show's over, or is it just going to have to be something that is? I believe it's just something to do with the the Murmur server itself. Uh, it's just a problem that is. Ah, unfortunate. Indeed. We debated using a different server, but uh, my reasoning for not pushing for another server is because this one is basically the HPR server. It's the one that's well known. So there's a lot of people who are returning to here who are going to uh, have like this server already set up and automatically go towards this server. So I didn't want to have any confusion by those people as to what's going on or how come this thing would, because this would still be set up and then they'd be going to this room and then there'd be nobody there and get all confused and I don't know. I just, to, to less Lesson confusion. Yeah. Do you have uh, kids in the background there? Or what is that? Yep. Ah. Yeah, I suppose it wouldn't be a very good idea to change the server in the middle of the show either. Oh, no. not Definitely not in the middle. Just on the Mumble server there, I'm thinking that, uh, yeah, you're right. At, at this point, it's too late to change people to another server, but the HPR server looking at all the people, all the rooms... Uh, a lot of these shows don't exist anymore. So the only people uh, using the server is the HPR, and that's an expense that we don't need. I don't mind, didn't mind paying for it if other people were using the server as a, but I think the majority of people have moved over to Delwyn server, and uh, yeah, I would prefer to give him the money that I'm giving to uh, to this provider. Uh, in order to maintain the server there for everybody. 
that's something to do during the year, I guess. New Year's resolutions. So, the Dalton server, I believe, is just uh, us and, well, the Linux Logcast and Tilts, I believe. And this, this server's been around for a very long time. Yeah, but they don't do maintenance on it, so that's an issue. Yeah. And looking at the, um, looking at the podcasts on it, I did uh, something like six or seven of the podcasts. Let me just grab it. One second. So the Boston Browns, Ledger the Cat, Noel Tech Show, Noel Craft, Rev Unity. Can't find anything about those on the internet. Then we have the Techie Geek, Dude Maninoff, Geeks with Guns, Linux Basic, Linux Xberg, Open Source Musicians, Prob Brewers, and Scanner Drone all seem to have uh, pod faded. That leaves Podnuts, uh, who have already said they don't use the server. Uh, Mintcast, who uh, say they have their own server, I think. They haven't got back to me yet. And Sunday Morning Linux Review, which uh, they have their own server. I don't think they use the server either. And Unseen Studio have moved off to their own server. So essentially, I've been paying for this for no reason. The, From my understanding, the Mintcast guys use uh, this server as a backup one when their own one isn't working. Which I don't know how many, how often that's happened. Uh, there's a possibility that some of the Midcast guys might come on here later, so we can ask them when they're here. Now, okay, I wonder, cool. I wonder for the the frequency that this is used. I mean, it's mostly what um, the uh, monthly rundown show that this is used, right? And yes. Wonder how uh, how difficult it would be for someone to spin up their own version of it for the the few times it's being used. Yeah, no, Delwyn has already offered to. Uh... Uh, to host our room on his server, so oh okay, yeah, so that would be cool. But yeah, they keeping this server just because people have it in their in their uh, mumble client. It would be confusing if this server existed. But if the servers didn't exist, then the people who wanted to join would go, "Oh, the server doesn't exist." I'll go to Hacker Public Radio, find out what the new server is, and then go there. Yeah, fair enough. Kind of a shame that the show Geeks with Guns doesn't exist anymore because it sounds like an interesting idea. Try to remember who else was a part of that show. I think it's just about dawning on me that it's going to be 2021 in 18 hours. I, I don't know if I can believe that one. Yeah, this year flew by, even with all its craziness. I know, that's the surprising part. I thought it was going to take like 10 years this year. But still expecting to wake up and see it's March 15th or something. <laughs> February 2nd, it's all been a dream. Yeah. <laughs> what are people's feelings about the vaccine? And which one? I, I don't know much about the different vaccines, but I mean, I'd probably get one. I guess there's some risks involved considering how fast they rushed it out, but I, I just want this whole thing to be over with and I want us all to get the vaccine and just stop dealing with this whole thing. Well, from my understanding, I don't think it's ever going to be like fully away. I think the vaccines are going to be something that's, it's, it's almost like the flu vaccine, something that you're probably going to have to get every year. Yeah, but <laughs> I want to hope. Because I guess the, there was the mutated virus already, if that's a thing. I don't know, I only heard whisperings about it. The what? Apparently it mutated in England or something, but I don't know if that's true or not. Oh, yes, yeah. I heard something that it mutated in... Uh, I didn't read it, the article fully, but I saw something that it mutated in Africa. I just don't know whether that was the exact the, the, the same strand that was in the UK or it was a different one. A uh, different one. Oh, Fantastic. <laughs> Uh, yeah, just, but it mutates all the time. It's just England, uh, the UK, and South Africa uh, monitor for that sort of thing. And they actually got harshly penalized for the fact that they're on 
doing the sign, following the scientific process better than other countries. But they're, yeah, they're penalized by who? <laughs> by the fact that they got shut down and locked out. Oh, there's a new strand of virus. Let's shut down the country. Got it. Yeah. So if you've got a new strand of virus, are you going to basically tell anybody or are you just going to go, oh, gosh, forgot about that. Two weeks later, your country is going to have it anyway because there's people moving in over and back. Right. However, I will put in the show notes a very good link to a article that a friend of my colleague and work wrote about reading uh, the source code of the virus. Let me paste that in. I was a little apprehensive about the uh, the vaccine at first, but I mean, it's. I think enough people have gotten it where it seems to be okay. I, I was concerned about the fact that they seem to have rushed it out, but uh, like I said, uh, enough enough people enough people have gotten it, uh, have taken the vaccine, and seem to be fine. And there are a lot of people that I even know personally that have gotten it and seem to be fine. So I'm definitely feeling a lot. Uh, I'm feeling better about it. I think you need to be careful about saying that they rushed it out because, yes, they improved the process, uh, but they followed the same the same procedures that they would normally, except that they released their findings on a continual, ongoing basis rather than waiting for the end of the trials and submitting it before moving on to the next phase of the trials, which was a lot more expensive to do, but... Uh, in fairness to the US government, I think they funded a lot of that uh, research so that vaccine trials could continue like that. And the fact that they were producing it prior to uh, the trials being improved meant that, you know, if the trials had failed, you have this complete waste of all these uh, vaccines that have already been produced. But as it turned out, you know, it was just kind of messing with the Gantt chart. So rather than rushing it out, if you get what I mean. Yeah, I understand. I, I definitely don't want to be responsible for anyone thinking they shouldn't get the vaccine either. I, I'm sure if they went through the testing, it's probably not going to be a big deal. It's a, I just put a link in there in the show notes to reverse engineering the source code of the BioNTech Pfizer SARS COVID-2 vaccine. And the guy writes it from the point of view of, uh, of an IT person or a computer scientist. So like about metadata and bits and bytes and, you know, let's look at the source code. What does the first bit do? What does the second bit do? What does this do? What does that do? And then where is the the differences between the virus and the vaccine and why they put those things in place? So a very, very good read. Yeah, a heavy read, no less, but a very good read. Yeah, I'm just scrolling through here. It looks quite interesting. I have to read this whole thing here. I would... Uh, Put it into reader mode and have it text-to-speech to you is the best way to do it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'll have some sort of text-to-speech for it. Uh, do you know anybody who's gotten the uh, um, the vaccine? I don't, because our wonderful health service uh, were less than efficient in rolling it out. We're the last country in Europe to start vaccinating. Oh, boy. And the second last was Ireland, but they had their... Yeah, yeah I won't go into it news article saying it's not a race actually actually it is a race it is the more sooner you get it out the less people who will die that's that's the sort of race it is right <laughs> this new year show will be the covid show yeah well it's kind of a kind of a, a big topic you know it's, it's kind yeah, of a hard yeah, one yeah. hard to hard to avoid it 
Yeah, we're not going to go very long in this show, I don't think, without discussing COVID. Right. If I'm here long enough, I'll set a timer, see how long it goes. I, um, we have friends who work in the, the healthcare industry who have uh, gotten the vaccine, and my wife works uh, the front desk at a pediatric office, and they're offering the vaccine. Actually, they told her that the, this Saturday she could head down to one of the hospitals and get her vaccine I'm kind of waiting. Um, I work in a grocery store that has a pharmacy that uh, does like the flu vaccine. Apparently, they're supposed to be getting it at some point. I probably wait until they get it there and probably get it then. But I, like I said, I was I, I felt like I was a little apprehensive at first, but you know, it, it seems to be fine. So I'm definitely feel like it's best to get it and you know try to like you said, kind of get things back to normal as best as we can. And the only way that that's going to happen is through this vaccine or a vaccine. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it, I think for me, as soon as it becomes available to me, I want to get it. Same here. I wonder if the first person to get the publicly available, like, you know, it's been rolled out, vaccine knows they were the first. Probably. Yeah, it was in the, all the papers and everything. Ah. I like all the political figures who get their uh, their vaccine live on television. I want to see that, but they're scared of the needle. Yeah. <laughs> well, we had one guy here. I'm not sure who it was. Who they they put like the needle in, but they didn't push the plunger in. Yeah, I think I saw those on the um, conspiracy theory sites, and the BBC said it was as a result of that they had given the shot, but it happened so fast that they had to go back and do it again. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Uh, classic television. Right. Just double vaccine them. It'll be extra strong. Well, technically, the vaccine, you're supposed to get it, from my understanding, it's, it's you get the vaccine, and then you have to wait 30 days and get the second shot. Yep. So they just sped it up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Why yeah. wait 30 days? Just... <laughs> exactly. More. Faster. <laughs> boom, boom, done. I'm out of here. I'm immune. Step back. Where's my <laughs> ski trip? Yeah, I'm reading here on uh, cdc.gov. You have to get two doses, one three to four weeks after the first. Yeah, I think about the only thing I'm waiting on is the... So the Pfizer one has to be stored at, hey, like, negative 20... Or something. <laughs> it has to be stored very, very cold. And because that has to be stored at very, yep. very cold, there's a lot of places that where they don't have the facilities uh, to handle that, so that the second one, the Modern, Moderna... Is doesn't have to be stored super cold, and uh, so that one's going to be available to more places because they don't have to have a facility to hold something that cold. And like I said, um, the pharmacy at the store that I work uh, is going to be getting those, and once those get um, rolled out more to the public, I should it should be available to me, and I'll probably get it. Mm -hmm. And that was a explanation the Dutch government had uh, that it was uh, more suited to large inoculation events where people could drive by and not more suited to nursing homes that are currently getting blasted. However, the argument, counter-argument might be perhaps that if you brought it to a strategic location and then organized that it could be taken, uh, the doses for the day could be taken out and immediately dispatched by a team of 10 doctors, then you only needed to, um, yeah. Okay, won't go into that, won't go into that. Organization could have fixed us, I believe, is the, what I'm trying to say. You're not wrong. Yeah. Has anybody worked on any, any interesting projects this year? I, I don't. Well, sorry, what'd you say? I couldn't hear you. Has anybody worked on any interesting projects this year? 
Oh, I, it's not really a project in the sense that you probably meant. But you know OpenStreetMap. I've kind of been getting into that whole thing. Oh, I didn't a project. Yeah, it's just a really big project that the whole world is part of. That's a show right there. <laughs> That's true. Do you use OpenStreetMap a lot? Yeah, I use it to navigate OSM and... Nice. Same here all the time. Uh, I should definitely use it more, but the amount I need navigation, it's a lot easier just to, to bring up Google Maps real quick. Sometimes I have to use Google Maps to give directions to other people. Because you can't really share uh, OSM and like, you can't share that to another person. As far as I'm aware, you can't share the location. Unless they also use OpenStreetMap. Does anyone think they're gonna stay stay until uh, tonight, New Year's? Or are you all gonna leave? Oh, I definitely can't make it that long. Yeah, same here. But there'll be uh, loads of people on. Could probably extend as well tomorrow due to the fact that it's uh, Saturday, it's the weekend. Yeah. Tomorrow, tomorrow's Friday, right? I haven't missed it today yet, have I? Yeah, sorry. What I mean to say is that it's a free day, bank holiday, blah, uh, in most places. And then on to Saturday, because that is the weekend. <laughs> How long do these shows usually last? Uh, they can go on for days, yeah. Depends. <laughs> it depends on the timing. Sometimes they're fast, sometimes they're... Yeah, it depends who's on as well. Hello, Dave. Well, hello Hi, there. Dave. Oh, it's Scottish accent. Can you understand? <laughs> that, uh, that wouldn't work here. <laughs> I'm about as English as they come as far as uh, Scotland's concerned. There you go. Enjoy your last few hours of European Union. <sighs> it's utterly, utterly, utterly insane. It really is. It's like somebody sawing their own leg off and then saying, there you go, got rid of that that thing. They don't want that anymore. Oh, no, I can't walk. Crash. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a nightmare <laughs> here, I think. Absolutely a nightmare. Oh, I doubt that, Dave. It'll be perfect. It'll be you will <laughs> prosper mightily to, to, to quote an orator. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So who gains from this? This is the question. Who is who is making money out of this? And, well, I the know British where people. I point my... No, no, not at all. Not at all. I think my finger's going to point <laughs> in the direction that uh, I, won't, I won't utter just now. <laughs> yeah, it's... Dude, you're such a cynic. <laughs> you don't get to be as old as me without being a cynic, probably. Uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah. I've learned a lot this year. Actually, this year has been a revelation. I, I I've lived my life in a sort of little bubble in some respects, yeah. not really being that aware of what's going on. Certainly not very aware about politics. I think the uh, lockdown has helped me to go and read more and also avoid the dreadful rubbish that is out there on the internet and in newspapers and on telly and all that and and radio um so that may i may be describing some form of conspiracy (laughs) theorist maybe i don't know but but uh it it seems to me that i've got a clearer view of the way the the world works the way that humans manage stuff and uh to usually to, to amass piles of money themselves. That's the way that most things seem to be driven. Yeah, it is a little bit depressing. Very much so, yeah. 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 So, um, did I, I was listening to you on the stream as I was getting things sorted out here, and uh, you were talking about the vaccines and stuff. Um, yep. 
be one None of, of your weird conspiracy theories now, Dave. Yeah, just the facts, <laughs> please. What, um, the my son's, my son's uh, um, girlfriend, I guess, is the. I'm not sure what the PC version is these days, but um, she is a, a doctor, and so she got the Pfizer vaccine last week, I think. So yeah, all good for, with her. It's uh, some people have had painful arm as a consequence, but uh, she and mother, none of her colleagues did, as far as I'm aware. So uh, she's yeah, she's she's she, obviously there's another one coming in four weeks or something. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's looking good as far as she's concerned. Yep, they're talking here about uh, giving special rights to pe- more freedom to people who've got the vaccine. And yeah. I'm thinking, to, uh, while on paper that sounds reasonable, but they can still be carrying the virus. They can still be, um, yeah. Okay, fine. I won't. No, it's just true. It's true. The, these things are not really known yet, but the chances are that it's not uh, what they call a sterilizing immunity, where if the infective agent attacks you, your immune system just zaps it and destroys it totally. It's more likely to be the one where uh, you get it, but you you don't get the disease. It, it uh, The disease is blocked from you, but you could still be a carrier, just like Typhoid Mary. <laughs> from yeah, <history>. exactly. <laughs> so, God, she got a bad rep. A, a, oh, yeah, she had a really bad time. Um, so, yeah, it could be a world full of Typhoid Marys uh, with the vaccine, you know. Didn't she get uh, imprisoned, basically, yeah, for yeah. forever? Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, she she got out or was let out, and then she went and back to and it was under the understanding she wouldn't be a cook anymore. But she uh, that was what she knew, so she went back and uh, did uh, as a as a cook in in a household and gave them all typhoid and stuff. Yeah. Oh. it's it's a very sad story. I've not it's a while since I've read it, but it's uh, yeah fascinating. <sighs> Dave, Dave, Dave. So we're getting the, uh, we're likely to get the um, AstraZeneca Oxford uh, vaccine. That's just been approved by the... The cheap <laughs> It works fine. It's grand. It's almost as good as the other vaccine. It's just a different one. I, don't, I think there's there's maybe less known about it. This one that's in a, it's in a, it's a virus. It's no. It's a genetically modified chimp virus. So the chimp virus is a adenovirus, however you pronounce that, adenovirus, which gives chimps a, a thing a bit like a cold. And it people in general don't have any uh, immunity towards it, so they don't. There wouldn't be any sort of allergic reaction in the vast majority of cases. And it has its uh, DNA. Is it DNA? Whatever. Anyway, genetic material has been modified to generate the spike protein of the uh, of the coronavirus, and that's the thing that we want the your immune system to uh, get excited about, because that's the thing that will kill the the um, the virus, is the SARS-CoV-2 virus, if you get it. So yeah, it's pretty. It's amazing stuff. It's pretty amazing stuff. It's all. Genetic engineering. The other one, the Pfizer and the Moderna, they're both mRNA viruses. They make messenger RNA, which will generate spike protein, um, and they just stick it in a, a lipid envelope or something and inject that into you, and, and it, it uh, latches onto your cells and makes them make uh, spike protein, which is, again, amazing. 
so they can change it relatively quickly if there if there's any need. Yeah, it cool. sounds mm-hmm. pretty cool. Did you read that article I sent you on the source code thing? <laughs> I started looking at it. It's it's really <laughs> it's <laughs> I'm busy. Um, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's it's talking a lot a lot about virology and genetics and stuff. So it's it's uh, fairly tough going, but it's definitely very interesting. That is, it's it's sat in a tab on one of my browsers, so it will get read. Do you use uh, reader mode at all in Firefox? No, is this related? If you go Control Alt R, mm-hmm. Romeo, and then you can press play, and it'll do a text to speech. Uh, it, it helps with that. Yeah, yeah. It's I I've not tried it, obviously, um, but uh, I don't know. I find text to speech things throw me a bit because they pronounce things wrong, and that really bothers <gasps> me. Because <laughs> there's things like polyadenylation and stuff in there, and I bet you no speech synthesizer is going to get that right. Anyway, that's why I can't listen to LibriVox, by the way, because there's some brilliant yeah. readers on LibriVox, but there's some people who have the most devastating accent, and they don't. Um, the the way they read stuff is completely wrong to my mind. <laughs> and, I'm just, I just have this sort of brain that says, no, that's wrong. No, I can't listen to that. I'm off. Bye. <laughs> it's just really stupid when I say it, but it is it is a fact. Yes, this is, uh, I'm familiar with this side of your personality. <laughs> Somebody's wrong that, on I the think... internet and it's Ken. Oh, no, no, it's yeah, usually, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Although I've used that to my advantage, I must say. Yeah. Oh, dear, dear. Speaking of uh, y'all naming each other. Uh, it's. I should put a name to y'all's voices. Is what should I call you though? Your lordship is fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mega being, please. Yeah, yeah. So I've actually put my name in my comment on the on um, Mumble. I don't know if that helps anybody, but uh, yeah, I'm Dave Morris of this parish. Can <laughs> underscore follow. <laughs> I'm sure I'll uh, forget, but I'll try and remember. I just find uh, handles too confusing, so the underscore is the closest thing I get to being elite. I uh, I was doing sort of pre-internet things quite early on. In fact, I was starting to put together a show about um, doing about being involved in the UK uh, academic networking Don't waste stuff. It, Don't waste no, it. I'm not going to say it's vast amounts of stuff, but. During that process, I tended to join things and write things using my full name, and so my although it's, it's mostly vanished now, there was a time when my name was in lots and lots of uh, forums and that sort of stuff. So I've never really bothered too much about uh, whether it's out there. I might regret that later. But I tried to uh, compartmentalize, I should say, I guess is the right word, my usernames, so you can't, you know, find my other existences online. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's good. That's the way my children work. They're, they're much more sophisticated about this than I am. Yeah. Do I do I see Mister X there in the in the uh, on the channel? Do you see? Does the does he have a soldering iron in his one hand? Hello, hello. hello. <laughs> there he is. And there a haggis is. in the other. <laughs> I, I just thought there. Sorry. I'm sorry. What was going on? A haggis? What are you talking about? <laughs> like haggis pizza. Isn't that a sheep intestine? There's such a thing as haggis pizza? Oh, you've got to try it. It's wonderful. 
I don't think I'd be able to find that anywhere around here. No, I don't. I don't suppose you would. The wee, the wee company is just up the road that, that uh, they make some and sell in, in the local store, the co-op sometimes. But uh, just a nice wee treat every now and again. It's very nice indeed. I, uh, I had, I think it was Papa John's. They had a pizza called a hamburger pizza. That was an interesting experience. Yeah, so it's a, <laughs> very, it, very good. It, it tasted like a hamburger, but it was just all off because it was the texture was not right. <laughs> it's, uh, it's quite amazing what you can put in a pizza, I guess, really. Not sure how long I'll be on here for. Uh, the Mrs. X is out the walking the dog, and it's, I, I'm, I'm guessing like it's doing here, it's, it's, it's kind of snowing quite a bit. What's it like at your way, Dave? Yeah, yeah, it's snowing here too. It's... It, it's not that heavy just at this precise moment, but uh, forecast is snow till early afternoon, um, and then possibly it's going to turn to rain, which is never never the best, because um, it then turns to ice, most likely, but we'll see. It's in the 70s all day here. Where are you at? Where are you at? Uh, Florida. So pretty much always in the 70s, except for apparently on <laughs> Christmas. It was, what, in the 30s? Yeah, it got real cold, but not, not cold enough for a white Christmas. I always thought I was born in the wrong country. I, I really don't like the cold at all. Uh, so, yeah, I've been to um, Vegas uh, once. Uh, that, that was, that was 70s, 21, 70 21 degrees for the rest of us. Yeah, I've been to uh, to that part of the world too, uh, Las Vegas and that, around that area, the Grand Canyon. And the, um, the heat is uh, so dry that it doesn't feel as hot as what I discovered to... Whereas I imagine that Florida is very, very humid, and I hate humid heat. That really, really kills me. Yeah, that's the thing, is the just pure sweat that comes out of you when it's humid out is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I could, I, yep, I wouldn't like that very much. <laughs> if it wasn't so salty, I could probably donate the water to Africa. It's, yeah, I, I spend a bit of time in Singapore, which is uh, tropical, not far from the equator and is uh, very humid, one of the highest humidities I've ever encountered. And that, lots of air conditioning, of course, but as soon as you step out into the, the real world, that, that humid heat just knocks you flat, or does me anyway. It takes, I think it probably, you have to be there for months before you start to adapt to it. Yeah, when, when I was in, when we were in Vegas, we, 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 we turned up at the, the hotel, um, lovely conditioned uh, bus bus sort of. And when we stepped out, it was over a carport sort of thing. It was a, it was a roof. I said, to him, you know, oh, it's cat these bus fumes. It's hot air in your face sort of thing, you know. And uh, I turned the corner and it continued as I was in the open. I thought, wait a minute, that's nothing to do with buses at all. It's, it's just what it's like. I just couldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We drove, uh, I took my kids there. I say kids there. Nearly thirty and nearly twenty-six, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, we went there a few years ago uh, around the area, went drove through Arizona a bit as well. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I imagine it would grind you down that sort of uh, very low humidity. It's uh, supposedly not very good for your the inside of your your nose and stuff. I've heard people say that you, you're more prone to infection. Have I understood that right? Um, through the fact that you're so dry, so your, your, your breathing route is, uh, your, your inside of your nose and your throat and stuff gets so dry in that area. Drink vast quantities of water in my, my experience. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's not a place I particularly want to live, but more so than in uh, Florida or Singapore. 
Yeah, I, 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 I nearly always cold. So, you know, I, I see that um, there's been cases where uh, I've been on a, a cycle path and I've seen people wandering about with uh, t-shirts and stuff on and sweat pouring off them and I've got jumpers and shirts on and I'm still uh, maybe just comfortably warm-ish sort of thing. Uh, I'm just seems to be far colder than anybody else. And I've seen me on holiday, there's a picture of me and, and the wife and, uh, and uh, we're sitting on the balcony, pictures taken. And so when I looked at it subsequently, that I can see my face is, is completely dry uh, and hers is pouring with sweat. So I, 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 yeah, I'm just a, a cold person naturally. So I can't understand why people drive with their windows down. To me, that just seems utter madness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I definitely agree. I'm always wearing the same thing. Sweatpants in my uh, mountain coat city. Yeah, I, I think um, I think um, I think maybe uh, I, I definitely the cooler doesn't doesn't agree with me. So as I said before, definitely born in the wrong uh, wrong wrong part of the world. Uh, but uh, well, how's this? How's this? This is a lovely place. Huh? Have you been a wee bit warmer? I uh, I've actually been moving north all my life, so I'm probably going to stay where I am. But I tell you, there was once I went to a conference from Edinburgh in. The, the the south of England, I uh, can't remember, Exeter University maybe, and uh, the difference in temperature was amazing to me. Anyway, it seemed really hot and clammy there, and it was it was pretty much the same weather. It was in the summer, yeah, but uh, um, maybe spring or something. But it was I was surprised how many degrees of temperature difference there were between one end of the UK and the other, which is not a very big place. 600 miles, 700 miles maybe between the two, don't know. Yeah, it's funny you should say that because you know, my, my wife's uh, brother and uh, my brother have both moved down south and um, I th- I'm, they've definitely forgotten what it's like up here, you know, it's um, and uh, my brother-in-law came up one time and uh, Christmases ago I think it was and uh, we met in Princess Street t-shirt on, you know, and I thought are you mad, you know and he, he tends to feel the heat. He always tends to feel a bit on the hot side, uh, which must be really nice. But um, you know, obviously, the, the temperature was such a such a point, and and it's, I think it started to snow as well that it overcame his natural um, heat tendencies in his blood, or whatever you know. And all of a sudden, he started shivering and shaking. And I thought, well, you know, if you walk around Princess Street in the, in the middle of Christmas with a t-shirt on, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> When I was a, a student in um, Manchester, there was one of the, the lecturers there who was notorious for the fact that he seemed to run at a higher temperature than everybody else. His thermostat was, was set wrong because he would ride, he'd cycle to and from the university and he would uh, he'd just wear a sort of light shirt. In, I guess it was the days when people would wear you know, a white shirt with rolled up sleeves or something, but he wore that throughout the year. I mean, I think he had some rain rain wear, but he'd um, if he didn't, he wasn't bothered by the cold. That was the thing. Everybody remarked on this. How is that possible for a human to to do that? But he he, he was just constantly hot. Yeah, and I'm constantly cold. I think I think I think uh, my brother-in-law is about like that. He's constantly hot as well. He, he, I, I don't know. Hey, Lionel, hopefully I'll catch you again. I need to turn that that voice. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I'll the sentence and see how you turn that off. Um, 
Yes, aye, the um, bourbon was always, always, always uh, too hot. But uh, I don't know whether it's, whether it's blood circulation. My hands particularly get quite cold as well. But uh, it seems kind of alien to me. I wish I wish I was the other way around to tell you the truth. <laughs> yeah, you need to need to move somewhere hot. <laughs> I, I'm always cold, but I feel like if I was always hot, I would have an issue with hydration because I have a massive diet coke addiction. Mm, mm, yes, yes. I'll probably kill you if, <laughs> eventually. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, I, I've heard about the kidney stones. That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> That's not a nice thought. No, no, it's it's got some funny stuff in it. Coke is something called sodium benzoate that uh, that is pretty nasty. Oh, and I was getting my car fixed before Christmas, and it's a fuel injected diesel. And I was saying, and I'd had a problem with it. Um, a year or so back where the, one of the fuel injectors failed. Really expensive fix. But it, um, I was saying to the guy who was doing the work this time about it, and he said, yeah, those cost a lot of money because getting the fuel injector out of the engine is really difficult because it sort of seals itself in there because the fuel blows past it as it's failing, and it sort of um, makes a carbon-type sticky stuff around it that, that glues it in and he said in the garage trade the thing we use to free that off is <laughs> the answer was diet coke you pour diet coke into that part of the engine and it melts <laughs> the, the glue that's been created by your engine and and out comes the fuel injector so there you go oh dear god <laughs> what am i doing to myself <laughs> slowly dissolving <laughs> It's okay. All those insides are overrated anyways. Must be hollow. I, uh, I absolutely drunk my share of these sorts of things. But not, not quite so keen these days, but there you go. Probably drinking something else that's bad for me at the same time. Instead, I mean, of that. Coffee. Lots of coffee. That's, I'm not sure that's good. Good plan. I got some. Bye. I, I said I was going to cough. Oh, I go. I said I was going to get a coffee earlier and I ended up with a monster. Which is probably equally bad. When we were in the States, um, I'd been listening to a podcast then, and the guy was always talking about how he was drinking a, a Mountain Dew on his on his travel. Never, um, you can get Mountain Dew here. I've never really noticed it, but there's lots and lots of it available in the States. So we, we bought some. I think we were on the road to getting addicted to that stuff, actually. You know, we all really enjoyed it. But uh, when back here in the UK, it's relatively hard to get and a bit more expensive, I think. Um, so we didn't end up addicted, but it's amazing how easily you could get that way, I think. Yeah, I had a Mountain Dew once and I didn't like it. I haven't had one since. Yeah, it probably depends on the on the context and on who you are or whatever, what, what it is you like. We we quite enjoyed it. I think we were buying the diet one, um, but it uh, just seemed probably because it was the novelty of it. I was going to say maybe I'll try one, but I think that's a bad idea. <laughs> keep Keep clear of these things if you can. Yeah, I, I used to uh, used to drink. Uh, I'm sure when I was younger, I drank, I drank more uh, juice or, or, or fizzy juice or whatever, you know. But uh, I've I tend to drink. I used to, and then I, and then I sort of the missus got me into drinking tea, uh, and I drank loads and loads. And uh, you get to that age where tea becomes a bit of a problem, so um, I backed off the tea now, and I'm I'm drinking uh, hot water. And believe it or not, I'm really quite enjoying that. Uh, if you can see that, it's, it's okay. Um, 
but I also drink occasionally a little bit of diluting juice. And that, I mean, that's a kind of going back to your childhood. I'm sure in my childhood, had diluting juice, uh, where it's you know, kind of mixed water with a little bit of concentrate, you know, uh, like Ibina or whatever. Um, there's probably less, I think, for the, there's less, depending on the concentration you put, there's less sugar in that maybe than, than there would be in the cola. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, I'm, I'm not, I've never been a coffee drinker. That's, that's, that's one thing I've never, never uh, taken to so far anyway. The, yeah, I've also drunk um, hot water. There's times when maybe you just want to drink, but you don't. And it's usually if it's in the cold weather and stuff, um, and you don't want to take on board the tannins and all the other stuff uh, because it's late at night, perhaps. Uh, yeah, I've certainly done that, and it's, it's quite it's quite palatable, actually. I know a few people who do that. But, uh, yeah, the... the um, diluting juices that you get in in this part of the world they uh, a lot of them are um, low sugar these days i think is there not a scottish drive to reduce sugar in all these sorts of things at one point because um i remember them warning in the supermarket oh you won't be able to buy this anymore because it's uh, the ruling is that it should contain less than x amount of sugar so uh, yeah we yeah it's, it's it's something we we have partaken in um but the other thing that we tend to drink i say we because my kids visit a couple of times a week to eat with me and um there's always there's always a collection of uh microbrewery or local brewery real ale type beers and stuff so these these are not healthy but, but as long as it's only one or two a week i think it's okay yeah, well, um, is it not? That, I think is it not? You get uh, there's extra tax put on uh, high sugary drinks. It's not that you well effectively you can't get it because what happens if you've got two companies producing a similar uh, drink, then um, if one just dips below it, then it's substantially cheaper. So it, it then encourages all the other manufacturers to do to do likewise. But it's not that it's technically banned. I think it's just that uh, I could be wrong. I think that's what it is. Because remember they call it the sugar, the sugar tax. Um, but you're right, that, and of course, obviously, that's, um, in my opinion, it's probably, probably a good thing um, in the long term. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's interesting to see that I was going to comment on it. Was. But, oh, well, there you go, that's, that's my, my age, I guess, my mind going again. Because I'm of the age where uh, I, I have uh, type 2 diabetes, it often happens uh, above a certain age and stuff, if you're not looking after yourself well enough, I guess. But uh, one of the recommendations I got when I was diagnosed with that, uh, 10 years or so ago was to to drink these diluting juices the ones with the, the low sugar so um yeah i think medically they're seen as quite uh, quite desirable things they have to watch out for the sweeteners they put in because those can have rather unpleasant effects yeah yeah we, we we've also um gone uh, i think i've never mentioned this before we're, we're, we're to the 80 maybe 80 90 percent vegetarian now and uh it, it was more uh, my wife's choice really and i've been really enjoying it it's uh it's i mean i thought the meals would be quite bland but uh loads of flavor i guess it depends on, you know the 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 blends of spices such like you, you add to it as, as, as a trick i guess really. Yeah, it's it's um yeah, we did talk about this I think you and I when we were chatting one time and uh it's um it's a thing that's quite popular in my household because my son and his girlfriend are both vegetarian, my daughter's sort of semi-vegetarian and I'm pretty easy going about uh, about that. So yeah, we 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 have a lot of vegetarian meals in fact. So in fact I'm feeding them tonight and we're having ratatouille which is already made and then put it into um 
what were they? Wholemeal flour, buckwheat flour, pancakes, and then you you roll them up, put them in the oven with a bit of cheese on top, and uh, they're not vegan, so they eat cheese. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's pretty pretty nice, um, pretty nice meal. Of course, I say that, but that, that I could just see Mrs. X and good uh, companion by our side, so I'll need to go. But uh, after saying all that, I, I noticed that there was um, some uh, maybe three or four um, things on the bunker top. So uh, <laughs> I'm guessing we're not having a, a meat-free meal today at some point. But um, I remember the, it was the World Health Organization classifies a sausage as 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 damaging to your health as a cigarette. So there's something to to, to think about when I'm having my my sausage tonight. But, uh, I'll speak to you all later. <laughs> yeah. Better, uh, yeah. Nice. Nice to, nice, to nice to hear you. Yeah. Cheers, Mr. Cheers, Happy New Year. Bye, everybody. Cheers. Yeah. Night. I thought he'd never leave. <laughs> oh, you know, I just realized after all of that talk. I actually do have a, a bottle of what do you call unflavored seltzer that I am drinking, so I'm, I'm not completely unhealthy. That's good. That's good. Should have come up with that before saying I only drink Diet Coke, but I guess we're past that now. <laughs> I tend to drink rooibos or uh, red bush tea. Doesn't have any of the tannins and stuff. Yeah, the, there was a time though where that was a really popular drink around here. Alexander McCall Smith, the author, who's an Edinburgh guy. Uh, Hi. You know his, uh, what's it called? The Ladies Number Detec- one's Ladies Detective That's Agency. One, yeah, yeah, Botswana. Um, he was pushing, no, he wasn't pushing it, but he meant, it was mentioned a lot, and his books were very, very popular at the time. It was a TV series and stuff. That seemed to trigger something with, uh, with, with, um, the supermarkets because the, the rooibos tea was quite common and certainly drunk it it's nice it's pretty nice yep there was a series TV series was very well done and I got the books and I must say he lost the plot a little bit became a bit of a cash cow which is a pity because I like the idea of solving little mysteries yeah 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 there were some of them that were really really great I, I read all that were available at the time but then I sort of yeah, it's one one sort of an enthusiasm that that you get bored with eventually. I don't know whether that was me or him, but uh, I think he just got very lecturey and starts started the book like we're at the last at the eighteenth book now, and really I just couldn't finish it because very preachery and yeah, I all I could see was that a Scottish guy pretending to be. <laughs> A Scottish guy lecturing me as opposed to a character in Botswana. That's kind of, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yes. I, I, and I don't need another Scottish guy lecturing me. <laughs> do they do that? That's dreadful. Um, McCall Smith has actually organised a thing in Edinburgh called the Really Terrible Orchestra. Um, he was, I think it was his idea, and it's a bunch of musicians who are sort of in training some of them are quite quite uh, advanced with their their training they're pretty good in other words but uh, the orchestra is called the really terrible orchestra and he, there have been a few shows they've been abroad to uh, in the in the past to, to give performances um, and why are they really terrible 
I think it's a joke on the fact that there were a, there were a few people who were none of them are professional musicians. They're all amateur musicians, and some of them were were learning at the time, so they would make a few few uh, mistakes along the way. Um, so uh, it was it uh, just just his humour, I guess. But um, mm-hmm. my my friend Tom, who uh, um, he I know you've met him well, at, uh, at Fosdem. Um, He's a uh, he's a cellist in that in that uh, orchestra. I've been to oh. to a few of their performances. They're actually actually pretty good. They're not perfect, but they're damn good. Um, but uh, yeah, I was hoping to meet McCall Smith, but wasn't uh, wasn't on duty that day. Yeah, check them out. They they I think they have a website. Not sure how busy they are these days. Not much, I would imagine. I've been thinking. I watched like almost all of Mister Robot. How many of y'all watch that show anyways? Because I, I know it's more popular in, like, techie communities. I think I had the last season to go. But there's there was three seasons, right? Uh, four. Four, okay. Um, yeah, I think it's just, I think I still have just, like, the last season to go. I, I was just wondering. It, it, it's a really good show to me. I don't know how much it shits into y'all. I'm afraid I'm one of these people who has abandoned television totally and all other... Uh, of the the popular media, so uh, can't it, uh, it's a it's a closed book as far as I'm concerned. Sorry, yeah, more or less the same here, I'm afraid. Yeah, I know a lot of people who don't watch TV and stuff anymore. It's just not as common for people to watch television. I think it, it was um, the Heroes series because I like science fiction, and Heroes was a sort of sci-fi thing. I think watching that, whenever that was, some number of years ago. Uh, the the they obviously as it, the series progressed, there was obviously no plan whatsoever. It was just some ideas that were thrown around and just sort of randomly spewed out. Cleverly done and stuff, good, good effects, but no story. It was it was a huge disappointment. I mean, then that's after coming through like Twin Peaks. Um, I watched all of Twin Peaks years and years ago, and just. just you come. It was one of those things you come out of and go, "Why the hell did I just watch that? It's such crap." And uh, you know, it's that. And I know American television may be worse, but British television is pretty grim on that that front as well. Plus, also reality TV is makes me want to vomit. So, so yeah, I'm happier away from it, to be honest. Well, here yeah. is. Sorry, but heroes seem to have like a plan for like that first season, and then not much afterwards. Or if they did, like they they make a plan for that season, but it's not like one grand scheme. It's it was like they had said, right, we're going to have this thread and this thread and this thread. We're not quite sure where they're going to go, but they're going to be great. And then they got <laughs> got so far and said, all right, we're bored now. We can't be bothered to write the rest of it. Or somebody in management said, no, no, you. You're spending too much, or some some nonsense like that. You know, it wasn't as if there was an overall structure. I know people write books that way. You know, let them develop as they go. But but uh, you shouldn't be taking them to the public until they're finished. That was my view. But I think the way the TV model works is that you just get enough that you can put it out there, and then hopefully you 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 get another chance to add some more to it. So you know, it's I mean Doctor Who. <laughs> My daughter and I used to watch Doctor Who quite assiduously when it came back again. I saw the early ones because I'm that old. But uh, um, we we were really excited with it. We both enjoyed it a lot. And then it also went into one of these 
now we're going to wheel in a new writer now and he doesn't believe in the stuff that the previous writer did so you know it just gets more and more ragged and silly and and i I just haven't got the patience anymore (laughs) reboots i hate reboots (laughs) yes oh yeah I think the last. That's because of, uh, of uh, the shows having new writers, or do you because the shows are more funding? It's because the franchise doesn't allow them legally to refer to the content of the previous owner, blah blah blah. So they have to reboot it. I guess it's time to welcome to the new year for to Funafuti, I guess, and somewhere in Russia. So happy new year, somewhere in Russia. Don't know if we have a very strong Russian. Listening base, but Anadar, Marshall, Marshall Islands, also, and some other places. Hopefully, the new year really is happy. Yeah, they would know by now. (laughs) (laughs) I find there's been a lot of shows where they seem to have a plan for like the first season, like a really good, solid plan for the first season, and then everybody likes it, and then they go, okay. Now what the heck do we do for the rest of the season? For the rest of the uh, the, the episodes after that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh no, they've given us a go for another series. What the hell do we do? Right, run around headless chickens. Ah, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's true, it's true. It's really bad when you think about it though, because they, there's they must have some really powerful uh, people, people with good ideas, with great with great sort of abilities to make stories. Because they have done it already, uh, and then they—is the, it that they're just not getting proper support? That they have to proffer what they're doing to some bunch of uh, accountants or something who say, "No, no, we can't do that." Is that—is that what kills it? Because it's—it's pretty pretty dreadful when you when you look back. I mean, what was it? Firefly. That was a classic case of cold feet destroying the thing. I think wasn't it? Yep. Well, at least they got to make the movie and wrap up the series which is more than other shows mm-hmm, mm-hmm. people of earth was actually a good series and then it just stopped on a cliffhanger i think well, apparently that's why they're doing they get a, a contract for for one season and then they write in big cliffhangers so that the people they people who watch the show start complaining if the show doesn't come back on and that plays a part into whether it gets funding or not, the amount of social media buzz about the show. Yeah, but which kind of sucks because, you know, yep. ratings aren't everything. I think the last season of the show is either always really good or really bad, and there's no in-between. I, I don't think I've ever seen a mediocre ending. Well, that's not true. Yeah, I have. But which I think was? Last... Hmm? Which show was that? Good um, ending? Good ending? You know... Yeah. I think the last great show that I've seen will be Breaking Bad and Mr. Robot, I guess. But like a mediocre show, I think Dexter. Everyone gives it a bad rap, but I don't think it was that bad. But it definitely wasn't great. Picard had a mediocre ending. Is that over now? I hope so. I stopped watching Star Trek franchise on the first intro to uh, to Discovery, where they skipped over Yuri Gagarin. Uh, okay. That that destroys Gene Roddenberry's legacy right there. It's weird with with Star Trek. It just seems like it's a very you know each week is something completely different. Where we've kind of it seems like uh, in some shows we've kind of evolved into telling a grander story. 
Star Trek was a commentary on pop culture and current events. Every every episode related to something that was happening then, and it was a, a either a satirical take or a serious take on what was going on at the time. And there was relevant each episode something, some emotional, political, or world event that was happening at the time. And from the original series through later series, they, they kept up with that for the most part until they got away from that and decided, hey, let's just tell stories. That's the point of science fiction, is to take stuff out of, uh, yeah, to reflect on the current state of society. Which is what, which is why I think that uh, what do you call it? Um, the Orville is a closer, is more Star Trek than the current Star Trek. Love the Orville. It is brilliant. Did the newer episodes ever make it to Hulu? Because I know it was supposed to be taken off of uh, Fox and then just put only on Hulu. Doesn't ABC own Hulu? Well, technically Disney owns Hulu, which I think also. Well, do they own ABC or CBS? Disney owns ABC. Okay, then yes. Actually, I think from what I remember, uh, Disney basically just owns a controlling factor of controlling factor, a, a controlling share of Hulu, and they were going to slowly buy out the other companies who also had a, a share in it. If Disney owns Hulu and they also run their own service, obviously Disney Plus, that is just uh, I don't like that. Well, Disney Plus is something completely different. Disney Plus is kind of like their, uh, where they have all of their animated stuff for kids, their Marvel and Star Wars stuff. While Hulu is more of, uh, since they now own Fox, it's a lot of their Fox stuff, uh, Fox affiliated stuff, um, their, uh, ABC stuff, their, uh, freeform stuff, stuff that isn't, um, directly related to or you know you know something that isn't directly disney yeah that makes sense i guess i I just you know don't like having to pay for all the streaming services well i don't but the idea download it i do i usually pirate most things except for netflix and my music so the the my issue with disney is disney likes to segment all of their stuff apart and they also um rate or flow control how would you child they like to rate or flow control their uh their content so for example beauty and the beast came out in like 95 and then in 2005 you couldn't buy it yeah that's ridiculous i think i think the uh copyright laws should be amended so that you lose your copyright if it's a piece of material is not available to the public at a affordable cost and I think copyright just needs to not last as long as it does. Yeah, that too. But in that, in this case, you would solve that Disney issue, and you would also solve a lot of the issue where by media is getting uh, the copyright still exists, but the media for the thing that's been copyrighted has gone degraded. There was a time that if you wanted to copyright your work, that you needed to submit the physical artifact to three different locations. Um, in order to get your copyright so that when it goes out of copyright then society has a copy of the thing that we were giving you their monopoly on orphaned works is what I'm talking about Yeah. speaking of copyright my all time favourite copyright screw up was charades or uh, charade how so? 
Uh, it's a, I think it's a 1960s film with uh, Audrey Hepburn and Cary Grant, and it's in the public domain because somebody screwed up the trademark. That's Shaun of the Dead did, did that, or not Shaun of the Dead, but Dawn of the Dead had the same thing. They forgot to put in the copyright thing at the end, and then it became into the public domain, which is why zombies are so uh, copyrightable, or so, there are so many zombie movies, uh, versus why there are so few um Frankenstein movies. Is Frankenstein still under copyright? That's like Europe. really old. Jesus. You're never going to see anything that was written in your lifetime come out of copyright ever. That is a thing that will never happen again. Yeah, I'm sure of that. Unless something radical happens soon. Very bad. Copyright is a horrible thing. And then to add to copyright, all the all the entertainment things being used for marketing purposes to sell other things is also horrible. Yeah, Star Wars for instance. That third one was just an advertisement waiting to happen. Okay, I gotta drop off and do some work. I'll uh, talk to you guys later. It's a shame we have on the New Year's. <laughs> I can. Where are y'all at? Well, I'm in Edinburgh, Scotland. I'm in uh, New Brunswick, Canada. Is it snowing where you are? No, sir. Sure. Just have uh, a... Sorry. Sorry, go on. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I, I'm not sure how I feel about snow, because I, I am from the Midwest. I've just lived in Florida quite a while, and I'm kind of over it, but I kind of want to see it again. We just had a few days of snow here. Um, it's just stopped snowing, actually. It's it's great to see all the kids getting so excited about it. There's a number of hills around here, and they all slid down them and stuff. But, uh, yeah, for people of my vintage, we hate <laughs> the cold and the prospect of falling over and breaking something. Not good. So it's not just people of your vintage. People of all vintages hate that. Depends <laughs> how, yeah. how steady you are on your feet, I imagine. My, my balance is not the best, so I, I definitely don't like ice. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website, or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.